In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're going to have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. Talking today, for those of you guys who are business owners or prospective business owners, about the idea that it is okay to be selfish in your business. This is something I feel like we might need a little reminder on, so we're going to dive into that. Quick reminder, if you haven't already, make sure you have put yourself up, especially if you are a business owner, on the practitioner map. That is going to be the place for people to find you, for other practitioners to refer to you, for patients to send stuff to you. It's a link back to your own website for your SEO, million things. It is completely free. Make sure you are up there. Now, if you are hiring, you can also check out our hiring directory. That is the best place for people to be able to find a position. It's specific to pelvic health. It's way cheaper than doing something big and generic like Indeed. 25 bucks a month, and once you're hiring, you're always hiring. Get your stuff on there. Keep it on there. You always want to make sure that people are finding you when they're looking for a position in your area. Yes, and the more people that we have on there, the better it's going to be. So we'll be promoting that quite frequently here on the podcast. You'll hear us talk about it a lot. All right. So public service announcement. It is okay to be selfish in your business, to think about your needs, to think about how the business works for you and how other things have to work for the business. Nicole, I think this is a... It's fun because we're working with a new group of people in the Rising Mentorship. So proud of them and all the work that they're doing. And seeing some of this, I think, is a a through line of some of the issues that we see, is that we're afraid to do this, afraid to be selfish, afraid to say what we really need. And you think that kind of comes from our clinical background. I do. You know, I have not yet to identify somebody that has gone through our mentorship programs in any capacity, in any program, where we haven't talk to them about this in some form or fashion. And I feel like this does come from the fact that we go into pelvic rehab, pelvic PT, pelvic OT, in this very much helping mindset. We want to help people. We get into rehab and not being a physician because we want to spend time with people. We want to help people achieve their goals. We want, we're people people, which usually means for a lot of us, we're people pleasers or recovering people pleasers. And this especially becomes apparent when you're starting your own business, because when we're employees, a lot of this is taken on by the business. And you kind of don't realize that they take a lot of this selfish sort of acts where we don't have to be put in that position because the business is already doing that if they're run well. And they don't put that back on you and they protect you from that so that when we move out into the business world, now we're getting 
pulled in a million different directions. Now, not only do we have patients that we're still dealing with where we have this extra layer of customer service and we're afraid that if we don't meet their needs and they're going to leave and that's a bigger deal when we're a business owner. But then we also have a bunch of other interactions like with contractors and people that help us run our business that we're also having to navigate these relationships. And a lot of times we forget to put ourselves first and put our needs of the business first in all of these different types of interactions. We're going to give you some examples and ways to combat this. Absolutely. This is one of the key things in truly making the business work for you. You guys hear us talk about that all the time. A lot of times when we get out of alignment, when we're out of work-life balance, it's because of this thing is that we're not willing to kind of stand up for what we really want in the practice. So one of the quintessential examples of this is your treating schedule. And Nicole, you were guilty of this for a long time. I'm sure a lot of you guys listening are going to be putting your hands up in the air, or if you're in the car, I don't know what you do to agree here, but you were treating at the times that your patients found convenient and not the times that you actually wanted to or that worked for your life. Totally. And this is because, I mean, if you really look back, right, I was scared to tell my patients, hey, my schedule's changing because I was afraid that they were either going to leave or I don't even know what I was really afraid of. I, they were going to get mad. They were going to you know, complain. We were going to have to deal with some sort of aftermath of that where I can even re- remember you know, one patient in particular. I was like, oh my gosh, well, she's going to freak out if we move her time. She's been coming 10 o'clock on Tuesdays for I don't even know how long. And she's going to freak out. Like she builds her life around that. And while that is true... It didn't mean that we shouldn't have done what we needed to do for the efficiency of my life and and, and our business. And we both fell into that trap, I think, kind of a lot. Me, definitely more than you. Yeah. And taking vacations is part of this, right? Well, we can never leave for more than X amount of time because we don't want people to do that. A lot of times in business coaching, we'll look at people who are saying, when I ask them about what their schedule is, they'll say, well, my patients really like afternoons and evenings and Fridays. So I'm working and I literally just stopped them right there. I said, well, what do you want to do? Did you get into this business to work afternoons, evenings and Fridays and Saturdays? Or did you get, usually the answer is no, I got into this because I wanted to control my hours. I wanted to be there with my family. I was like, well, great. So let's do that. One of my favorite calls of all time, it was the first one-on-one call we had with somebody in one of our programs She's like, you know, one of the things I really want to do is is not work on Fridays. I was like, cool. When can we block Friday off on your schedule? And we spent the time talking about, well, can I do that? And what's going to happen? It's like, absolutely. Set it, block it, and your people will adjust. And what is the worst thing that happens? Somebody calls and says, hey, I can only come in on a Friday. I know a lot of people say that. I say that kind of stuff all the time to people when I'm trying to set an appointment. And then you say, sorry, we don't treat patients on Fridays. And they're like, oh, well, actually, I'm off of work all day Tuesday as well. And it's like, yeah. So your boundary there is more important. And I think with all of the things that we're going to talk about, one of the things to remember is that if things work out correctly, right, most businesses aren't profitable, fail, all the things. If you're listening to this, I'm hoping you're not most businesses, then you're going to be running a successful business for years or decades. So being selfish, setting things up so they actually work for you is critical to your long-term success. And your long-term success means you're seeing more patients. It means you're able to hire. It means you're doing more in your community. 
you're able to have this longer term vision of your practice when you can start to be selfish with some of these things. So schedule is a big one. So ask yourself now, are you working the schedule that you want or are you working the schedule you feel you have to for your patients? Yes. And I know that that feels scary to change. The first step is acknowledging, just like Jesse said, uh, and asking yourself those questions. Are you doing something outside of that? And then we can decide on how to make that change and make the commitment to yourself and then communicate that to your patients. And I promise you, your business is not going to go under just because you're working the hours that you want to work. Absolutely. Another thing that we see this a lot of times is when somebody comes back and pushes back on something to you with when you're working with a contractor or somebody else who's helping in your business, when you're talking to your CPA or your medical biller, if you're working with insurance or whatever that is, and they say, this is what we do. And you basically feel like you just have to say yes to that. Everything's negotiable when you're talking with folks. And if you're the business owner, I can't tell you the number of times where we're saying things like, you know what, actually, I really like that package that you put together, but I'm going to need this. I'm going to need to have a monthly meeting to go over our numbers. I'm going to need this report to be run. And put it back. Ask for what you actually want. Like These relationships have to be. I know everybody talks about win-win relationships. That's what an ideal thing should be. But remember, the other option for a negotiation that's a positive for both sides is no deal. Win-win or no deal. So if somebody can't do the things that you want to do, then they're not the right person. We just had this with somebody who's cleaning the clinic. It's like, oh, cool. They came out, they gave us a bid, they looked amazing at all the stuff, and they said, great, we can come anytime from Monday through Friday on these dates. We said, well, we can't do that. We don't want the clinic to be, you know, we're not closing the clinic to have the clinic cleaned. It needs to happen on a weekend. Can you do that? And the answer was yes, and they absolutely did, and they've been fantastic to work with and all those things. But if we had just said yes or felt like we had to say yes to a bad deal for us, a lot of times we see people getting roped into that kind of thing and doing stuff that isn't convenient for them. It doesn't really work for them because they didn't ever really push back and say, actually, I need you to come in on a Saturday. Can you do that or do I need to find somebody else? And if I need to find somebody else, that's not a bad thing. That's just as cool. This business relationship isn't going to work for both of us. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Jesse. I feel like a lot of times you're not being a problem. You're not creating an issue. You're not being a bitch. If you're, you know, raised female, it's like all you're asking is to clarify what they can and can't do for you. And if that's something as simple as, hey, I'm going to need a report that says these things, and they say, I absolutely can't or won't do that for you because of whatever their boundary is, then okay, then cool. Then we just can't work together. No worries. But like, I'm going to find someone else. And so I feel like we always, we equate, quote, pushing back or asking for clarification or asking for a deliverable that works for us better as a negative. But really, if you take the, it's not negative, it's not positive, it just is, you're just simply asking for clarification on something. And I think step taking a step back from that, you need to understand what you want out of that relationship. So if you need a report, then you need to ask for a report. If you want, if you need somebody to come at a certain time of day or a certain day of the week, then that's what you need to go in thinking about. And in the last podcast, we talked about in a perfect world. And in a perfect world for you, what would this look like? And then 
Then you go to the negotiating table or the talking table if you're a little scared of negotiation and you're just simply clarifying the terms of what you're doing. I'm going to give you some money and you're going to give me this deliverable in return and it needs to do this. And if they can't do that, no worries. It's no big deal. We're just going to find someone that can. And the, the other thing is that the belief that there is somebody else that will do those things is also very much on the table here and is part of the ability for you to say no and say no deal because you can go find out someone who will work for you. Yeah. You know, an example of this that I think came up when you were talking about that, Nicole, is we were hosting a con ed course at Pelvic Sanity and we had spoken with the people who were putting the course on and the single biggest reason we were doing this is because our staff was interested in TAing and wanted the credit for that and and all the things. And I thought it was a good thing for them to be able to do in terms of their professional development. So I'm like, cool, let's contact this company and we'll, we'll get a course going on. And so we had been upfront about that. We said this was what we needed to do. And then at the last minute, that company contacted us and said, actually, we'd rather have our own TAs come in. Your people can't do it. And I feel like earlier in our career, and especially maybe for you, Nicole, I think you might have dealt more with this than I did, but it would have been like, oh, shoot, well, they said that they have to have their own TA. Well, I, I will just have to break it to our staff. That sucks, right? We don't want to have any kind of conflict or any kind of difficult conversation. And instead, we said very politely, but very firmly, like, unless those TAs have a key to our building, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Because right. the entire reason we did this was to allow our staff the ability to TA. Now, if you want to bring your TAs down and pay them in addition to our people, totally fine. that's fine. I could care less. Bring 12 TAs for the eight people who are there. That's amazing. But our people are going to do this or no deal. Or you're not going to host a course here and you can call your people who paid the money back and, and refund them. That's totally fine. There's no emotion in that. But this has to be a win-win or it is a no deal, but it's not a bad deal for either side. And at the point where that then that became their choice and they decided it wasn't worth paying their TAs to come and our people did it and it worked out fantastic and they got paid and it ended up being a win-win. But no deal was very much on the table. Yeah. And I feel like when you have the no deal on the table, very quickly we find out what really is important and what the truth is behind all of the things, right? That it's not that they couldn't do that. They just didn't want to. And so I find that that was, but you're right, Jesse, that was a time when that was kind of like we put our, my big girl panties on. It was like, no, this is what's happening. And again, it didn't mean that I was being a bitch. I was being very polite and I wasn't being difficult, right? It was just that I was very clear in why we were doing this. And if that wasn't on the table anymore, then we weren't doing it. Very simple. So that's just one other examples of a time when this was really important to understand, like, and it's okay to be selfish in that way. It was, I was being selfish for my people. So we needed that. Right. And another example where this happens, just saying yes to everything. Every time somebody wants to do a collab, we need to get rid of that Get term. rid of that word. I'm so sick of it. Oh, you want to do a collab? And I'm like, what the hell are you talking? What do you mean? mean? Right. I usually sometimes actually, because the people say it also, you know, in like the spammy world, which obviously you just ignore, but sometimes they'll, people that I kind of tangentially know or know of their company will be like, hey, you want to do a collab? And I always, my response is always like, what does that mean to you? What does a collab look like? And then sometimes they're like, you know, a collab. And I'm like, goodbye. And other times they're like, oh, they do have a, 
idea of what that needs to be. And then, then we're, then we're in the, what is it? What do I need out of this? And what do they need out of it? And is it going to be win-win or is it going to be no deal? And it's going to be okay to say something like, Hey, not now or not at this moment. We did a great job of this. I thought Nicole on your maternity leave. And there were a lot of opportunities that come in to us all the time. People are reaching out and saying, Hey, do you want to be on this podcast? Do you want to do this thing? And you were great about saying, no, I'm on maternity leave. Can I do that? That's a great opportunity. I think it would be a great fit. I would love to do that, but it's not going to happen right now. And then sure enough, all of a sudden you're back and people are reaching back out. It's not that these opportunities go away or if they do, none of them were life changing. It's not like Oprah was calling and saying, Nicole, the only time you can come onto my show is on seven days after Clay was born. Like what? That's not happening. So be okay with saying no or saying not now, or saying a little bit later, or saying in a different format. Or uh, saying things like, you know what? Honestly, it's better for me if we do that push this collab into June. Uh, does that work with your schedule? And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, we can totally do that. Great. You know, there was another thing that I had to say, like, I would love to be a part of this. However, I'm speaking at CSM in February. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't want it to do it before that because I know that I'm going to be busy with that kind of stuff. And I want to make sure that I give it your full attention. So if I can do it after CSM or well before CSM, then we can make that work, right? And it was like, great, we switched the dates and here we are. Yeah, so just be okay. And there's very little that in this world that is truly absolutely a life-changing, time-sensitive opportunity. So just recognize that and and make everything work for you. You know, we see this a couple of different ways where it comes to like space. People do this in business all the time where some other provider tells them that, you know, hey, why don't you come and rent a room here for one day a week? And all of a sudden, somebody's driving all over God's green earth to these different places. We're like, why are you doing that? Do you really even want to do something like that? They're like, well, not really, but I didn't know how to say no. Yeah, or it fell into my lap. It seemed like it was going to be kind of okay. And then they didn't realize because they didn't think about their own selfish things about when do I want to be home for my family? When do I want to actually treat patients? And then they say yes to something that just doesn't work for them. But but at the end of the day, like you can say no to something that's fallen into your lap. You can say no to something that's even a great, objectively great deal because it doesn't work for you right now or it doesn't work for you, period. It's okay. Yeah, I'm thinking about the opportunity cost of that kind of thing, right? Because every time they were driving out to that place, that was time in a car away from their family. That was time not working and building up their main build business. Uh, we even had this, Nicole, when we were we rent a couple of rooms at Pelvic Sanity, one to a postpartum mental health therapist who specializes in that, and then one to like a craniosacral acupuncture person who are both awesome, who are both you know kind of in our vein, And one of the things we were doing when we were renting them, they were like, well, you know, I think I'm probably going to be in here about three days a week. I said, well, that's great. I'm not a landlord. I'm not here in the business of saying, well, how many hours did you use of the facility this month? And what are we paying for that? It's like, if you want a room from us, we're going to price it very fairly. We're basically just going to have you like take over that part of the rent. But in return, I don't care how many days you're here. You're paying for the room. I'm not renting this to six different people and trying to make money from it. So if you want to rent the room, you have to rent the entire room for the entire time. And if you don't want that, that's fine. No deal. Right. Totally. And here's the thing, right? The person was doing was just asking, hey, would you be open to an opportunity where I rent space when I'm there and I don't pay when I'm not? And we just simply said, yeah, no, that's not how we're going to work it. However, this is still the offer. Exactly. So I think the last one, Nicole, the example we see all the time when we're coaching folks 
is with staffing and people's hours. And I can see it coming from a mile away now. Do you realize we've done like 2,500 one-on-one calls? That's pretty nuts. And and that's why I know we've talked about this before, but that's why some folks in the Accelerator program, we have a whole section on yeah, buts, procrastinations, questions, and we're answering those in the module before we even go into the Facebook group because I know we've just done this so much now. We know what happens so we can see this stuff, this issue a mile away when people come in and they're like thinking about hiring and then, you know, they have a prospective person and they talk to us and they're like, okay, well, I, I have this person and, you know, she said that she needs to work Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays till 1230 or something. And only every other month when it's a full moon and then in a leap year, everything changed. Like sometimes it's it's actually really funny. And I just a little bit because I know this is hard to do. And we did this when we started off. We had people's schedules all over the place. Or, you know, my admin is in from 12 to 2 on these days. And then she pops back in and does a little bit of stuff in the afternoons and evenings. And it just varies with all of her kids stuff. And and at the end of the day, it is okay for you as the business owner, and I hope this podcast is the permission that you don't need but might want to hear, to be a little bit selfish about that and say, you know what? My business needs someone who is around to answer the phone from 8 to 5. Is that something that you're interested in doing? My business needs somebody who is physically here. I know you would prefer to work from home, but that's just not going to work for the business. What are we going to do? And again, that's it's not personal. It is looking for a win-win. But if it's not a win-win situation, then it's a no deal. And that's okay. People will find things that they need. But sometimes with this staffing, you're going to have to have, if you've already gotten somebody in used to this, you might have to have hard conversations. But decide what the business needs. So at Public Sanity, we actually give our people a fair amount of leeway. They can start anytime from 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 10 a.m., to be able to make things work for their families. And we actually have people choose different versions of that all the time. But what people can't do is start at 5.15 a.m. Take a two-hour lunch or do all of these other things. It's like there's set parameters because we know what we have with front desk coverage. We know what hours we want pelvic sanity to be able to serve patients. We have thought about all of that deeply and are looking for people to fill what the business needs. We've offered a great package so that we hope that that's a win-win. And if it's not, it's a no deal, right? So that's okay. We, We do not offer telehealth at our clinic enough so that we can outfit somebody to work from home one day a week. That just isn't what happens. And we're not going to create that just because someone asks us. Now, if we end up doing something like that, then that's a whole different conversation. But that's because we will have decided that Pelvic Sanity is going to offer this service and then we will be finding the right fit for that position, right? But until then, here are the choices. So Nicole, as someone who's probably struggled with this a little bit more than I have. I obviously have my own issues when it comes to conflict and interpersonal relationships and all the things, but I feel like this is a little bit more of a journey that you've been on. Easier said than done, all the things we're talking about, but talk to me about it. Like, How do you get from people pleasing and feeling like you're saying yes or feeling a little called out by the stuff we talked about in this podcast to being the kind of person who calls back that con ed company is like, well, Unless you have keys to the building, it's not happening. Right. 
So, you know, I think this is actually an interesting thing. I'm going to just do a little personal thing here. But, you know, I feel like there's a lot of you might think that I'm someone that doesn't struggle with this at all, that I'm pretty okay with confrontation and all of that. But there is still an element of I don't want to be seen as the asshole. I don't want to be seen as like the difficult person. I actually have a really hard time when it's like, I shouldn't have to be the asshole. You should be doing a better job at your job. And so don't make me come out there and like tell you that, right? I have a hard time with that kind of conflict. So I think that that overall what's helped the most is to have a really clear vision of what you want and need in your own business and what you want for your own life. If that is really solidified, then these conversations, the emotion gets taken out of it and it's really simple. And honestly, that comes a little bit from some of my referee training. You guys know that I was an NCAA basketball referee at a relatively high level. And if you take the emotion out of the rules, then it just becomes enforcing the rules? Are you playing within the bounds of the court? Are you acting a fool out of, you know, then you deserve a technical foul. There is no emotion with any of that stuff. It just is. And when I started to really take that emotion out of it and really like look into get settled on what we need, then it really becomes a very nice conversation that's just simply stating fact. This is what we need can you provide that? I actually hope that you can because we want to work with you. And if not, bummer, man, darn, and the belief that then we can go out and find something else. So I feel like that ultimately is the biggest thing that's helped me a lot. And then also to the more that you realize that, the more that you're centered in, in what you want and what you need, and it's not saying anything bad about the other person if they can't fulfill that, then if someone else gets nuts and gets angry at your decision to not work with them or to not hire them or whatever, then it just becomes so obvious that it's like, wow, that's your issue. (laughs) That is your issue, not mine. And I I don't feel compelled to like fix that for you. That's it. That goes back to the thing you always say, Nicole, the people who get upset about you holding to your boundaries are the people who benefit from you not having them. And that, that goes, I think, cuts a whole lot of the way. And I love that. The more clear you are on what you want, on where you want your business to go, on what you want in life, how you want the business to work for you, clarifying that makes a lot of these decisions a lot easier. So much easier because now there's no ambiguity. You leave, that's all out of the way. It's just simply asking questions on facts. Yes or no, you can do this thing for me. Yes or no, you can make this concession. Yes or no, you can run your business like that. Like based on the answers, you have yours. And so it's very simple like that. And again, easier said than done. It's a work in progress always, especially when you add interpersonal stuff and personalities into it and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, this podcast is your permission that you didn't need to be selfish in your business and think about what you need and what the business needs first and move on from there. Absolutely. So if you guys have questions about this or if you have an area where this really resonates or something that stands out to you that you want to be thinking about, make sure to reach out. Let us know. We love talking with you guys. We love the feedback we get. We love podcast ideas. So if there's anything you want to make sure that we hit or talk about, let us know. As always, we want to keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise. <laughs>